Hey, 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 party people. <laughs> party people. <laughs> okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our, is this our first episode of 2019? Yes. Our yes. first episode for 2019 with these two girls. Yes. Hi. Hey. Yeah, we Hi. know it's February. Okay. We don't even gotta go there. We, we we're quite aware. <laughs> yes, we, we are, you know, but it's cool. Happy, happy new year, everyone. You know, I know <laughs> that um, January lasted forever. Forever forever and now here we are in february and we're wishing you guys happy new year but hey take it or leave it mm-hmm. it's cool i but, mean it um, is like a whole new year because january was just so long that it's, it's like we're yeah, starting we're over jeez yeah yes yes how was your how was your january shy um, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> i gotta do that like um i don't know if you're a that's so raven fan back in the day and whenever she's gonna lie, she has a squeaky voice. No, you don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, oh, but okay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, it was okay. Only, only, <laughs> only the cool people watched that story then. So. Yeah, yeah. So it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe it, but um, God yeah. Listen, you know what? I'm going to keep it real. I am having a rough time. But, and you know why I'm going to keep it real? Because the thing about it is you can't pretend like everything is okay all the time. Because you're only going to implode if you do that. Okay? So, the truth is, I am having a rough time. But, I have also chosen to not let my rough time and my circumstances stop me in my tracks like they usually do you know so that's what's been going on with me january has been a struggle and february is not turning any corners to anything better so far so we just keep trucking um I did do, though, I had three weeks of a psych rotation. Well, it was more than that, but the first half of it, I actually hated the people I was with. But the second half, I was inpatient psych, like, in the hospital. Man, that was interesting. Like, uh, I didn't even think about that when we were prepping, because let me tell you, black people are, like, the majority of the people in this psych hospital, or on this psych floor. And, you know, they don't hold, hold, like, house that many people. Like, it's, like, an 18-capacity, 18 18-bed 18 capacity. But, like, on every any given morning, the census is majority black. And... That's not what they show on TV, though. It's always, you know, the Caucasian that you see in the psych ward. I mean, it's possible that it could be demographics. We're in, a, I'm in Atlanta, so. Okay, okay, right, right. It's possible it could be demographics, but it still was just very disheartening. And, uh-huh. yeah. Um, you are, I'm just going to say this while we record, your sound is getting bad. You need to adjust whatever you just did. <laughs> 
and come oh, back to us. Okay. Come back to us. <laughs> how how is how is this? That's, is this any better? Yes, that's better. Okay. So oh, wow. Yes. My bad. My bad. My bad. But yeah. So um. Um. Yeah, it was very interesting, and we can get into that in a whole. Like, I could really get into that in a whole other episode, but like, okay. that was it. Was definitely interesting to see people who were schizophrenic, bipolar, like literally hallucinating in front of you, or oh. talking to you in such acute psychosis that it's like you you don't even know what's real when they're talking to you. And then finding out later that some of what they're saying is real. <laughs> and you're like, what? Anyway, that's, yeah. So that was definitely an interesting part of my January. And I have been studying for a big board exam I have next week. And, okay. you know, I'm living here. I haven't really been exploring too much. But, you know, I've been in Atlanta before. It's not that big a deal. Okay, have you met anybody? Any not and I don't mean like boyfriend or nothing, but I mean like um friends or associates or I haven't met anybody new. I had friends already in Atlanta that I just kinda reconnected with and some other students that kinda moved as well at the same time or were here, okay. that kind of stuff, but not like nothing new. Okay, okay. But um yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting start to the month. But it's not just anything with you. What what's happening on your end? Um. Well, January was great. <laughs> um, January for me was it was was um was a good month. I think it was a great start for the year for me. Um. You know, and um, all my projects um, were done and, and, and were good. And I went on my little solo trip to New York, and that was a great experience. Um, I had so much fun. I, I, I feel like solo travel is just where it's at right now. <laughs> um, it's, it's, there's such peace to it. So I really enjoyed that. Um yeah, January was good. I, f- I feel like now that we've gotten into February, um, things can have kind of shifted a bit. Um, yeah, but um, one of my things on my vision board was to stand firm. Mm-hmm. So that same God that took me through January, took me through 2018, us, um, I really just want to just stand firm in just believing that it will this too shall pass it'll be all right it'll be all right it'll be all right so i'm trying i I don't i don't want to get too much in my feelings this year like i don't want to do a lot of crying i don't want to exactly that's exactly what i was thinking right i did a lot of that last year i don't want to spend my whole time sleeping everything off like I feel like I slept off my feelings, you know what I'm saying? Like every time I got something happen or I was upset or sad, I would just get home, take a shower, curl in my bed and sleep it off. Like, <laughs> or eat it off. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that this time. So, um, yeah, I'm there with you, Shai. No, I really same, want to approach for real. This 
And so. you know what, what what I'm what I'm noticing now with taking this new approach that I have been actively trying to do this for like the last two, three weeks since whatever initial thing happened with me. It was like, okay, I had to make a choice not to come home, get in my bed and cry and waste the yeah. rest of my day. That was one. The second thing I had to definitely make a choice was to not go to some fast food restaurant and buy food and binge eat my feelings away because I'm back in keto and I don't want to like undo it. Right. And then the third thing was like rechanneling that energy. And that is the hardest part because, okay, for a moment you can rechannel and be busy, but then when you sit down, it's almost like overwhelming. And that is the part that I am having trouble with is like, how can I release this energy (laughs) without the crying and the sadness you know and that part is where i'm like literally today i was like i it's coming i don't know what i'm gonna do i gotta figure this out i went to the gym you know Uh that helped somewhat but it didn't you know i came home i'm like whatever now i'm talking to you and i'm like literally Uh pushing my mood into gear to keep you know, like, it's just weird. It's like, how do you do that when all you want to do is revert to the old habits, you know? That is so true. Funny enough, me sitting here talking to you, like, I literally have a cup of Mac Flurry <laughs> in front of me. And I cannot tell you the last time I had a Mac Flurry. I probably had a one, like, last year summer or something. But I... I didn't even, and the funny thing is, you're so used to doing something a certain way. Even in the, even with telling you about standing firm, I didn't even realize that I was so much in my feelings that I went that I'm actually doing just what I said I didn't want to do. It <laughs> it, it becomes such a habit that. Girl, and then and that's okay, you know, because we're not gonna be perfect, right? It's it's only right, February. It's a work right. in progress. And, like, at this point, too, like, I have a test tomorrow morning. I'm like, I can't implode tonight. Like, I got to keep it going at least till next week, Wednesday. Like, <laughs> you know. No, we need you to we need you to do well on that test. So. so it's just like, but that's just something that it's like maybe that's where therapy comes in, you know. Because then a therapist would be better able to tell you where to channel your energy into and how to rechannel your thoughts into something more productive or if maybe you just need to cry or you know like (laughs) and then control your level of crying like don't be crying in bed and sleep pull it out of cry in the shower and get out and like (laughs) and be done right yeah right or something i don't know i'm not an expert but i'm just saying It's just interesting. Yeah. But anyway, enough of all of that emotional stuff. Yeah. Right? But y'all, it's it's real out here in these streets and we're just, you know, sharing that little part with you. So I know, you know, social media tends to fool some of you guys sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. not all peaches and cream, you know? It's we just not. we're just trying to approach it differently. That's why time. that one guy who does those dancing um videos with the words flashing off his booty and they're like saying like positive encouraging stuff (laughs) yeah and he's like um that was his point is that social media can 
is so much negative there, and then it can make you feel like you know people are doing so much better than you. Right. And so that, that was his so point true. in doing that is like to promote like positive energy to everyone, like whatever. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. But just like all these things are happening to us, there's been so much going on since to the other year people, started. Right? Yeah. Yes, I felt like we had a overload of things happening in in oh January. Like, I was over By like day five, it was already lit with that R. Kelly docuseries. <laughs> but I don't even want to talk about that first. Like, <laughs> we, we don't need to because you bought the... We we about to get into a whole yeah we're not even going to it. But yeah, first, the year go started ahead. out with the government shutdown, right? And you always hear about government shutdown, but people don't realize. I don't think it was until it went on this long that people really right. realized what the actual effects of a government shutdown is, right? Right. I had a friend, and she had just gotten a job with a government. Um, you know, branch or whatever in her field and had worked a handful of days before the shutdown happened. And so now she literally was just sitting there waiting, waiting. Eventually she went and got a new job. Wow. Good thing for her, you know, like she's qualified with the degrees and stuff to go do that. But like mm-hmm. other people who were literally working, you know, paycheck to paycheck, you know, because government jobs, regular jo- government jobs don't pay, you know, a lot of money. No, you know, depending no. on what, what level you're at, you are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, the majority of the people are. And or at that point have gone through the little savings that they had, you know, to make bills for a whole month and other things that might have come up, you know, and it was just Christmas. Right, and trying to bounce back from Christmas and right. Yeah, I met um when I when I got back from New York and um it was while I was in New York. Yeah, my Uber driver. It was actually in New York. My Uber driver. Um, shout out to him. We had such a dope conversation, but he was also a government employee that had to start doing Uber because he needed to make some extra money and he wasn't mm-hmm. getting any money. And he was just, um, he never thought that he'd be having to do, you know, um, Uber. Um, but he had to do that because he has kids and, right. you know, like his daughter, I think he said his daughter was a senior and she had like oh, a whole God, lot of problems of coming up. And he, you know, she wants a dress and have to pay for different things. And yeah, and he definitely needed um, more money. So he went and, um, he started doing that. He says that he he actually says it's going pretty good for him actually, um, because he didn't know people were making this much money from Uber. Oh yeah, you um, can make money for real. Yeah. So he said that, that was surprising. Um, but yeah, he said that that's what he had to go and do during the shutdown is get another little job. Mm. So well, it definitely definitely changed some things with some people, man. Well, it's over now. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the president comes and does a whole State of the Union to make it seem like everything is all fine and dandy. And I'm Did you just do like, the clap? Did you do the the the, the clap? The, the Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> Pelosi clap. clap. 
She oh. is something else. But she is something else. <laughs> I love it though. But the like, thing is, there's a potential that it could get shut down again. Right. Like in the next week or two, right? And that just doesn't make any sense. But you know. <sighs> you know we came to America because, you know, it's supposed to be better. <laughs> They picked us up and we all came here, man. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here but we are. Did you hear the, the amount of people that um, announced that they're running for <laughs> running for a presidency? Like, it's a lot of people. Like, no, a lot of I didn't hear that. I think, when I, I, I think when I was listening to The Breakfast Club, I think I heard, like, Charlie was saying, like, 250 people right now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Yo, I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised though, because I knew that after after Trump made it and everything, like everybody feels they have a shot now. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody feels like they have a shot. Yo, Shine, you should run, son. We can't run, but <laughs> everybody has a shot, man. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I know we can't, but I'm just saying. But um. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. A lot of people. So yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people qualified. What do you have to do? You have to be American-born citizen and over 40 years old. All right. Yeah. I think those are the two requirements. I think I think I think I missed the age one. I th- yeah, you have to be 40. I definitely knew about the citizenship one, but <laughs> I mean, at least I remember that from high school. That's like the only thing. Yeah, I I don't. um, Yeah, you're probably right, though, about the age part, though. You're probably right. Mm -hmm. Probably right. um, It's either 40 or 45. You know, I don't know. It's somewhere in the 40s, though. We just know we're not running. We're not. So. We're not qualified. So not, on not. on two accounts. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all it's all good. You know, yeah. not that I you know that we wanted to be president. You know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So you know. I mean, I could be somebody's president's wife or something. I, I don't want to be somebody's president's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, just I, saying, I, I wouldn't turn it down. Uh, I'm not going to go... I'm not seeking to be that. I just wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> no, not if you're going to try to put me in a box like they tried to do with Michelle the whole time. They had an issue with her clothes. They had an issue with her armpits. They had yeah. an issue with... All right, not if you're going to try to put me in a little... They first don't lady just have box. to have issue. That's all. Shoot. They don't... They, I don't want that smoke, okay? I don't I don't want it. It's you got to like, bring your own smoke. You know, can you imagine a first lady like a church first lady? <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that smoke. Not an option. No, thank you. Oh, but you'll turn that one down, huh? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. A hundred times. <laughs> no, I'm good, love. Anyway. What else happened? Um, more recently, before, you know, I'll skip to this one. So the Super Bowl was on Sunday. It was in Atlanta. Oh, uh-huh. last, yeah, the other Sunday. And I, first of all, I stayed far away from downtown Atlanta. It's already okay. mad traffic in Atlanta on a regular day. But I just was not here for all the mess. And I did not want to be sitting on anybody's highway for hours. 
So, anyway, I wasn't planning to watch the Super Bowl. You know, hashtag... Is the boycott over? No, hashtag I'm with Cap. <laughs> and, you know... Yo, black people aren't hilarious. I can't. I can't with y'all. It's not... You know, everybody wasn't boycotting like they should. It's only, honestly, a few people who... Not few, but in terms of... When you think of the grand scale of black people, it was only a few people who actually stuck to this personally i never watched football like that anyway so it was okay. not hard for me to boycott the NFL. <laughs> easy peasy like good i don't watch don't watch football on sunday monday and thursdays no problem but i got invited by some friends over for a you know quote-unquote super bowl party and I went because I hadn't seen one of my friends in a while, and I was like, let me just go over there for the social aspect of it. And it wasn't a lot of people. It was just four of us just eating and talking and stuff. But while I was there, and I really wasn't paying attention to the game, but while I was there, the halftime show came on. So, you know, I turned to pay my attention to see who was performing, what was going on. I hadn't even known who was performing. So it was Maroon 5. And... Let me tell you about how trash this halftime show was, okay? Wow. No disrespect to Maroon 5. I like Adam Levine. I don't even know who the rest of Maroon 5 is. All I'm saying is whoever put the show together, like what was supposed to happen, I have so many questions. Because, first of all, they I heard afterwards that when we started, they were like, oh, Travis Scott's supposed to perform big boy supposed to perform so i'm thinking oh there's gonna be like three separate performances well no okay in the middle of one song you know she will be loved or something here comes uh i think first it was like travis scott comes on comes out of like out of the sky first of all in some like ball of fire situation <laughs> wow like really big grand entrance like he was the main performer and then he does like um, Sicko Mode, that song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But first of all, they play the whole first part that it's just like Drake's verse, right? And then he starts rapping, screaming crazy on the stage. And then he goes off. And then Maroon 5 goes back to some, you know, love song. <laughs> Slow, you know? And then two songs later, here comes Big Boy and the guy who sings the ver the, the hook. I like the way you move. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, it just it wasn't cohesive. Like, it just did not fit. It's like they just dropped in two black people in there just to say, oh, look, we still we got, got, we still got some black people that's not boycotting. Okay. Right, right. Right. Because, you know, all those people that turned down performing, <clears throat> you know. And so I was just like, y'all tried too hard. They did try too hard. Like, it's just, you should have just left it at Maroon 5 and let it go. And oh, then, I, didn't, I didn't see it, so I have no idea. I just heard a couple people say that Avril Lavigne's body looks good. But other than that, I... Avril Lavigne, she was there. I mean, Adam. Sorry. Oh, Adam. <laughs> I wow. was like, wait, what? <laughs> wow. 
at Avril Lavigne's body. Like, oh my god, that is so embarrassing. Anyways, Adam, yes. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, he always looked good, but that was boring. And then I feel like the whole Super Bowl game itself seemed boring. Like that score, like was ridiculous. Mm. Uh, anyway. I, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not here or there. I'm still, you know. I'm just like, you know, thought we were still, thought we we're still boy kind. I didn't know we were still Super Bowl. You know? No, yeah, we're we're, we're still boycotting. But people... no, we're, we're no, we're 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 not because clearly, for you to have the Super Bowl in freaking Atlanta, and black black Wakanda. And everybody still was out there in rolling deep. I mean, like deep, deep, according to the news. I mean, clearly. Well, you have to think about it in another way, too, right? Because we still have majority black players as NFL players, right? Not maybe uh-huh. is it majority? I don't know. A great, uh-huh. a great number. So there are people who, like, I saw some friends of mine on Instagram who went to the Super Bowl because uh-huh. they were supporting actual friends who were playing, uh. you know. And then and then there are really just people who just didn't really commit to the cause, honestly. Uh-huh. Like I said, I don't watch football, so it didn't really matter to me, but, you know. I definitely think we should officially boycott, like, definitely. It would make an impact, but at what, you know, at the expense of some of our black brothers that are playing, you know. I don't know what move they can make, but, you know. Yeah. 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 But anyway, well. I mean, you know, the whole thing with it being in Atlanta, of course, it's like, they, you know, they planned that, like, years ahead. So, like, where it's going to be, like, from, like, the year or two before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Next next thing that happened. Let's see here. Okay. I'll give you a choice. Which one do you want to do first? I have two more. Do you have more? (laughs) No. Which one? I'm saying, do you have other things on your list? Because I have two things, and I'm going to give you the choice. Which one do you want to go first? Um, I mean, I have I have one on my list. What is that? Um, Soldier Boy. <laughs> okay, so that was it. I was gonna say Soldier Boy or R. Kelly. Which one first? <laughs> oh God, we we just do Soldier Boy. Okay, so Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught the interview. You probably didn't, but it's on the Breakfast Club. He went to the Breakfast Club, and. Um, I watched the Breakfast Club one. Yeah, that's the only one I watched. I didn't watch the other things because that's oh, all yeah. I needed to see to diagnose him with a manic episode. Um, <laughs> I was definitely. But, but he was he was talking some stuff though. He was yeah, yes yes he was, was talking all, some. It was not crazy. It's not crazy. Okay, I'm not saying the things he was saying was crazy. I'm saying he was. No, in a, some some stuff was crazy. How dare you? To, uh, did you hear what he said about Drake and, and those other folks? Like some of the stuff he was saying was crazy. Okay, the stuff about Drake, the thing that he said, is true. 
But the context, what? the context that he's saying it what, in. What did he say? What did he say about Drake? Repeat it for me. Just he's so saying I'm that thinking. Drake stole his line, the song, the opening of Drake. the song. That's what I'm talking Drake about. And he said that he taught Drake everything that he knows. That's what I'm saying. So the part that he's saying about the song is true. The context that he's saying, oh, because of that, it means he taught Drake everything he knew. That is like crazy. That part is like above the truth you know what i'm saying because if you think back to that time of music everybody was and even still to this day but not even as often but back then everybody was like you know chomping little lines out of other songs and throwing it into their song you know what i mean so what did he take from soldier boy now when he said the the first part tell me what's really going on Okay. Yeah, that's that kind of flow is in another Soldier Boy song, which I still can't remember. But it's not one of the the big big Soldier Boy songs. It's not Crank That. It's not Kiss Me Through the Phone. It's not like how Charlamagne was. It's not that song. It's a different song. But that part is true. But that's not that doesn't mean anything because everybody was doing that, right? And even when he said, "Oh, Beyonce did she did it?" Yeah, she did that. She did what? She part of her song. She was like, and I look in the mirror and say, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" Like uh, that's from Soldier Boy song, right? But right. that doesn't mean he taught Beyonce everything. She, you know what I mean? Like he's just like his his thought process. And I'm talking real psych right now because I just finished psych, and it's really I'm taking a test tomorrow. But his thought process, right, is is not logical right like yeah the things that he's saying are there's facts in them but he's built on these facts something in his head you know what i mean Uh so that but that was just interesting to watch him and it's like you know he was clearly high but people who are people who are high people who are not high people who are prone to be psychotic should not smoke weed that is the only thing in now my years of study that i can say is the contraindication to smoking weed like you should not smoke weed if you're prone for psychotic episodes and that's for sure what was happening with him (laughs) and they even said that i mean dr shy but they even said that even weed triggers even certain things that may be underlining that you never really knew was there until right you and that's the boom and that's the that's the tricky part is that you like you wouldn't know that you're prone to you have some predisposition to being psychotic right Right. You wouldn't know. And you smoke weed and... Or a couple... T- and it probably won't happen the first time you smoke weed. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have a, a an episode of something. And basically, that's just like, okay. I sh- Once you are diagnosed with something, you shouldn't smoke weed again. Like, you just should avoid it. Because it's definitely going to bring it out of you every time at the, after that. But- but do you think, so questions, do you think that it's possible that, okay, so there was an underlining thing, issue, whatever, and now you've, you've, you know, you've smoked the weed. Is it possible that you could have turned on something 
that you can't necessarily now turn off? Um, it's possible that you could turn something on. I don't think it necessarily means you can't turn it off. Because that's... you're saying that like it's going to come alive every time you smoke. But what if no, you don't even have to know? No, because, like... well, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. It's possible that that's the case. But most people, once if you're stable on treatment, then you don't have a problem. But most okay. people don't stay stable. They continue to smoke weed. And then, so, I, you know, it's not impossible to turn it off. Mm-hmm. But also, it's also probably you just sped up the inevitable for some people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings now also about mel- mental illnesses. And <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. But, yes, 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 yes. But but no, but not even just about the black people thing, but just in general, like, I'm not even going to touch on it because I'm going to sound crazy, but I really do have these thoughts. Well, tell me off the phone because I want to know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so social media I have another question with mm-hmm. that, though. What is lean? So I keep hearing in these yeah. hip hop songs and stuff, especially what that what that ugly boy name, um, that ugly one from here from South Florida, um, that so um Kodak, Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. There you go, that ugly boy. Um, lean. Talking about lean, they keep singing about this lean, even in our uh, meat mills. They keep talking about this lean. What is lean? Lean is prescription grade cough syrup with soda. Um. And by prescription grade cough syrup, I mean something that has codeine in it, which is a, um, let's see, a narcotic of, yeah. Um. Which, yeah, so you would have to, you can't just buy these types of cough syrups over the counter. You have to have a prescription for this cough syrup. And then so you make lean by mixing the cough syrup that contains codeine, which is like an opioid, opiate drug. And most times they make it with like grape soda. They call it like purple, that perp, purple drink. Scissor, you know, this this has been around forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they keep, yeah, I just, they would always mention lean in their songs and stuff. I hear it a lot. On yeah, because it, it has, like, sedative effects, like, it'll make you, you know, kind of like, um, you know, sleepy, whatever, euphoric. But then, you know, you do that, and you're also smoking weed, and, you know, you're mixing lots of drugs, so you're getting, like, a up-and-down situation. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Soldier Boy. Um, I mean, I heard him on this the this uh, along with the um, Breakfast Club. I heard him on the second interview. Um, I don't remember the name of that show, but it's with the girl and the two guys, and um, he was just as um, erratic on that show. Mm-hmm. But um, he he had some he had some interesting things to say you know um on that on that episode you know um so i think if we actually if you know when soldier boys calm and off whatever it is that he's on i would love to hear him try that interview again 
or another interview and and you know make his points and interesting like what like give me one example um well he was talking about his his game mm-hmm. and um the and um he was just talking about the different things that he has going on and i guess um the girl on the interview was mentioning she said um why do you have so many businesses mm-hmm. and he replied to her saying why not and then he went into talking about like he used to be broke he used to be poor and he never wants to go back to that again and we as a people should have tried to go for as much money as we can we should have all the money you know and and I guess this is what he was saying, but that point um, mm-hmm. stuck me because she questioned him, you know, like why, you know, make it seem like he was silly for wanting to go after all that and more. And I don't know, I kind of, I kind of felt that, you know, um, I kind of felt that. So, and then when he went, when he replied to her, I felt that too. So, um, well, I think that stood wow. out to me. <laughs> Sorry. You ever got a paper cut and you know it's gonna hurt? Okay. <laughs> I just like sliced my finger with this page. Anyway, um, God, it's gonna hurt tomorrow. Like, trust me, it's gonna be painful. Please don't let it affect your um your studying. Thank you. Anyway, you know, yes, what he said is a good point, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good point, but for me also, it's definitely a symptom of his problem. <laughs> Because one of the things that you look for in people who are bipolar mm-hmm. is that when they're manic, they have all these ideas. They think they're invincible. They think that they have all these great business venture ideas. They mm-hmm. have all these plans. They're doing like a million things at a time. They go without sleep. You know, and the, well, the, it's that. Uh, well, you don't want to see me on whatever he's on. <laughs> so you don't want to put me on that. <laughs> but the thing Straight is, then they go from mania to depression at another time. And the only difference between Soldier Boy and people like Kanye and regular people is that they have the means to put these crazy ideas into place, right? Right. And That's so true. he not that there's anything wrong with the ideas and not that people who are regular, you know, regular financial status, people that have these ideas in their mania are maybe wouldn't be able to, there isn't any point to their thoughts or their ideas. It's uh-huh. just that it starts to, it starts to affect your functioning. And then it's like, look at him. Now he's the spectacle in the news. Like that's uh-huh. not going to be good for business. Right. right. You know, so that's where it becomes a problem because he's not stable enough to make one thing work at a time at least you know or whatever so i feel like you know that's what i'm saying i would i would love to see him Mm -hmm. off whatever he's on and sit down and have another interview where he can share his ideas and his thoughts what he really means what he's trying to say you know because like i said I, i felt like in there somewhere like there were things that he would say that, you know, you're like, okay. But then it would totally, he would say another thing that would totally um, dismiss what, you know, he said right. that means, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I hope he figures 
that out and 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 get some help you know because even like who was it that sat on with the interview that was supposed to be a good interview orlando from or raven oh god <laughs> he sat down with dr phil and that was supposed to be um you know a, a, a interview to you know reveal and a and everything but it still came across as crazy what so i don't know if he was still on yeah I, I um i'm not sure exactly i mean I, I think i probably watched it like late last late december oh, wow. or something but he's sitting on and he has on his you know he's dressed nicely and everything and he and he, the, the thing though he doesn't look like he's still he does he didn't look like he was on something but it did look like he was coming off something so his interview still sounded off you know what i'm saying um it it, it's, it wasn't fully out of his system um but that's what I'm but saying. it's not necessarily tell- drugs he it could just be a psychotic period of his life no it's it he really looks bad i've i and it <laughs> i don't know I don't know what's his obsession with Raven. I don't know if that's what triggered him to get into all this, but he is completely obsessed with this girl. Like, he's obsessed with her. I mean, maybe she did something to him. See? Didn't we talk about this in some episode where girls out here breaking hearts and have have these guys going (laughs) crazy? Listen. And this guy was clearly prone to having some kind of mental illness, and that just broke him at that point, you know, and set him off. Clearly did. I think so, because he has a weird obsession with her. He's talking about how they're going to get married. And uh, please don't know, Marion has already gone over to the other side. So Mm -hmm. she's not even interested. She's like, not even strictly dickly. So, you know, I don't know what plans he has but he's still talking about they're gonna get together you know um yeah he's delusional delusional yes mm-hmm. but um but that's a good point that she made though i wonder what she did to him for him to be so yeah obsessed with this mm-hmm. one girl um, and maybe she didn't do anything but maybe just maybe he liked her and then she probably turned him down because maybe she already knew uh, she was gay from back then and you know, <laughs> that kind of just true. ruined him. <laughs> oh boy, girls, y'all, please don't have these guys out here drinking. Man, weed. don't put that on yeah. us. That's their problem. <laughs> okay, nobody, nobody comes for us when we over here crying. Like, nah, that's hey, good. Guys, You're good, guys. Guys, please don't have these girls out here <laughs> drinking, leaning, and smoking weed. Okay, don't have it happening. But anyways, so there we go. Soldier Boy. Done. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oh, and boy. Last Are we really going to go on this one? I don't really want to go on this one. Like, it's just... No, it has to come out. I need to get it out. It just needs okay. to get done. Okay, we're not going to... We're not going to... It's not the whole episode. But listen, so... Okay. If y'all haven't watched this R. Kelly documentary, docu-series, Surviving R. Kelly, let me tell y'all. I had kind of just heard about it coming out and then I was just sitting here and saw all these you know Instagram posts and I went caught it like second day and I was hooked okay I watched all six episodes in no particular order and I was shocked and disgusted honestly I did not know even the very 
sorry, even the very, like, well-known information, I honestly didn't know. I'd never heard some of these things before. I didn't even realize that when the, the, the case took place, when R. Kelly was, tr- was in court for the video, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was old enough to realize what that was. Right? I didn't... It, it oh never... It wasn't on my radar. This man was in... So, the whole thing went down, like... I don't know. In 2000... What was it? Like, he got a- arrested initially, what? Like, 2005, maybe? Four? No. Way before that. It was like... Man, I'm forgetting the facts now. But the point is, he was already arrested. Yeah. And then, like, Ignition came out. Remix to Ignition, whatever. And I was jamming to that like anyone else. But at that point, I was too young to really know what was going on. When the case actually happened, because it took six years for them to take him to finally have the trial... You know, I didn't even realize what was going on. I cannot remember knowing that R. Kelly was on trial. I remember, I remember that though. Like I, I wasn't paying attention, paying attention. But I remember when he was going to court. I remember when Ignition came on because I remember that I was on the set in high school. And we did that dance to that. We danced to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't even remember the moves with our raunchy selves. <laughs> um, like I remember the P video. Um, I remember I hearing think, about it later on, but I never actually wa- seen it. Yeah, I never. Uh, yeah, but I feel like I re- I remember. I definitely remember the boys were talking about it. Um, don't know where they saw it or how they saw it or what because we didn't have cell phones like that. Um, with everything right at our fingertips, but I definitely remember that it was it was people were talking about it, but. We dismissed everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was, we just moved on, you know? Like, it was no big deal. Like, we were still on every song that came out after that yeah. and what was going on. You know, R. Kelly was still... We're still stepping in the name of love. Like, <laughs> still. We were. We were. We were. That is so crazy. But and the thing is, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing, though. I started Honestly Shy, and I could not watch the whole thing. Because I think I you need to at least watch the last two episodes. Or at the least last the last two. one. Because here is what really got me, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's run down the whole thing. Okay, they talk about how he was molested as a child. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you, and mm-hmm. I understand where that would lead to um, problems in your in your adult life. Because mm-hmm. people could take two different paths, you know. Okay, I hear you. Then there's the Aaliyah thing, where he mm-hmm. married Aaliyah when she was like 16. Falsified documents and married her so and then the people saw him having sex with her she wasn't even 18 yet okay right all right that happened okay you're telling us all these things in the past okay all these girls that are coming out and they're saying how they were in the house and all these things happened how many years ago what got me 
for real, like I actually had tears, was seeing that there are still parents out here trying to find their daughter as of December 2018 that still have not seen their daughter in years. Now, mind you, their daughters are now over 18. Okay? One girl from Florida, her parents were trying their best. I mean, you can criticize the parents all you want. I'm not even going... I'm not here to do that. I -hmm. feel like they tried their best knowing the information they knew they probably really should have just avoided that altogether but okay they let their daughter you know be around him because he was supposed to help her with her music career and they were always present tried to be present whatever but the moment she turned 18 she stopped answering their calls there's nothing they can do about that but at this point as a as a as parents you haven't heard from your now 20 21 year old daughter in two to three years like that has to hurt like you know and not for no beef between y'all or nothing like she's just brainwashed and disappear and god knows where that's the part like and then they showed the mother the one from florida they're in chicago and they're outside this building look like a warehouse but is known that r kelly be keeping people there Throwing rocks at a window, screaming at her daughter to just come out. That broke my heart. And this just happened last year. And, like, even one of the girls that her mother on the show, like, went and rescued her from this hotel. This one of the girls, he actually turned this girl into a boy. Like, he made her cut her hair off. She looks like a, a boy. boy. Yeah, she she looks like a like a like a quote-unquote dyke like she looks like a boy but she's a girl hmm and she cut her hair off she's wearing wife beaters and basketball shorts and she's up there too and her mother rescued her literally like last year or if not 2017 and this the what they showed on the documentary of the mom taking her they later said like in the ending parts like when they're summarizing what happened to who that she went back she went back. And she's been brainwashed. She went wow. back and then left again. But like, yeah, completely brainwashed. And like, my problem with R. Kelly is not all the stuff he's done in his past. Yeah, those are all problematic. My problem is just the, the things he continues to do. And he has clearly, I don't know what psychotic disorder, what personality disorder to call him. Like, we need to come up with a whole new disease and mental illness for him. Because he is narcissistic, okay? He's borderline personality. He has no... He's antisocial. He has no regard for society. No regard for the law. Like, and he literally, like, strategically brainwashes these girls. Like, all of them tell the same story about how in the beginning... He's so nice. It's just uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. You're the center of attention. And then he, op- you know, then he starts making you, he makes him, makes them call him daddy, you know, when they having sex. Then he makes them call him daddy all the time. And then he tells them what to wear, you know, and you just feel like, oh, he's buying me all these clothes. Like, oh yeah. Uh-huh. And then 
next thing you know, he slaps you across the face. And you... <laughs> and then you're, you're wondering, what did you do wrong? And then he opens up to you and tells you that, oh, you know, he just felt really triggered by... You know, he felt he thought you loved him, and when you did that, it made him feel unloved, and all these things happened to him as a kid, and now, now you feel like, you know, oh gosh, and all of them tell the same story. You know what trips me too about the whole thing too? I mean, you mentioned the parents and them not being able to see their child, you know, but my thing is, R. Kelly had like a crew. Like, he had all of these people. I mean, let me tell you, if R. Kelly goes down, if he does, all of those other people need to go down with him. They want some of them need to go down now that are on the documentary talking. Right, right. Like, they allowed this to happen. They helped it to happen. They, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, is is money really? Money really is the root of all evil. I mean, dang! Like, you really sold your soul to help this man do these things for money. Yeah, it's the love of money. Lose your job? That's the root of the all love evil. of money. <laughs> but yeah, the, that tour manager that's on there talking, he s- sits there and you know, some of the times he's telling these stories, he's like chuckling. And I know he doesn't think it's funny. Like, I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, he's like that. But he's chuckling back thinking about it and just, like, thinking about how ridiculous it is. But I'm just like, he admitted to being the one to forge the paperwork for him to marry Aaliyah. Now, the only thing that he said was in the beginning when Aaliyah was around, he, you know, noticed them being really close and confronted R. Kelly and was like, yo, man, you're not you know you're not doing that right like you know and r kelly was like no 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 i'm not doing that and so he believed him until r kelly came and said oh he think Aaliyah might be pregnant and i don't know they that whole part of the story goes missing because i want to know was she pregnant you know did she end up having to have an abortion you know, is that why y'all tried to go forge and get married? Like, all of those things got lost in the in the documentary. But he did mention that. And mentioned that he was the one that forged the documents to forge her age. For them to get married in this little courthouse. Or not even, like, in this hotel, you know? And even his wife, his ex-wife, that was married to him and has his children and stuff. When he married her... He didn't even, he proposed, he just made a wedding for her, like controlled her entire life. Her family wasn't there, like just whisked her away and had a whole wedding. Just, and not like a whole wedding, just like they got married and that was it. And she didn't have no one there. And that's manipulative and controlling and just sick all around. And that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, yeah. And anybody yeah. that's still supporting R. Kelly, honestly, you it's like if it's one thing we're gonna boycott, it should be this. Because the you listen to his music, you're putting money in his pocket to continue yeah. to manipulate right. these girls. 
Okay. But his, uh, his, his, with the whole thing that happened, his, his, his song list went up, like, his numbers went up on, on iTunes and everyone, like, people, it, it still went up. He's there was still... a guy that I used to play tennis with mm-hmm. last year. And after the whole thing happened, I'm looking on my Apple Music and I'm following him on Apple Music. And he's, all I see in, you know, in Apple Music, you see friends are listening to is this is like four different R. Kelly albums on the list, and I'm Crazy. like, Crazy. are you serious right now? So you've made a point to go listen to R. Kelly music, like, and that kind of stuff is like you're part of the problem, and I cannot get behind continuing to listen to his music, and especially when you really listen to his music, you hear that he's telling on himself. He's literally right. talking about the things, the disgusting things that he's doing. He was the one that wrote Age Ain't Nothing But a Number for Aaliyah. And even that whole Pied Piper concept. That, oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's just it just all makes sense now. You feel me? Like it all makes sense. Yeah. And that's you know where we are. And I, I think, you know, even just watching it, people watching it, because I mean the conversations, oh my gosh, the conversations have changed. It's it's so crazy that no in our 30s, in our late 20s, late 30s, like we could actually like sit down and be like, wait, I I was I was one of those young girls, you know, like females mm-hmm. could know have realized just how they were in situations like that, not knowing that yeah. it was wrong then, but no, seeing it through this documentary, seeing it through these girls' eyes, you're like, wait. You wouldn't know it was wrong, right? It wasn't your job to know it was wrong then. Right. And those girls wouldn't know it was wrong either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I'm thinking that even a lot of men, I can imagine a lot of these older men are probably like shaking in their boots. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) someone's going to say something. As they should. As they they should. You know, and honestly, you know, maybe to some degree, you know, regular men who just, you know, dated or had sex with younger girls may not have truly understood the depth of how wrong they are. Maybe they didn't, right? Because that, it just seemed like the norm, your friends are doing it, whatever, these girls are consenting you know, um, they might not. Wow. They might not have I never, realized. I never thought about that. They might not have realized, but for somebody like R. Kelly, who is very conscious mm-hmm. of what's wrong, you you set out. You know, you're and and not only it would it would be one thing if when he had just dropped out of high school and he was still in his twenties and doing it, he continues into his old age to pursue. Mm-hmm younger girls that are even if they were over 18 Mm -hmm. are it's people still look at you sideways you know what i mean and it's not just and now okay maybe he's keeping it over 18 at this point but the 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 way that he's treating these girls is is abusive yeah like you can imagine this one girl the one girl that says she was in the house and her friend was in the house and they never saw each other. And they had to ask to go pee. And they had to ask when they could eat. And he would starve them as punishment. 
And even the one saying that they were forced into having threesomes and yeah. doing this, and it's like it's a it's a little cult he has going on over there. Yeah, definitely. And people have been yeah. in the last couple of years they've been saying that, but you know, we don't listen. And yeah. I and the other thing is I don't even want to go any more into this. Ugh. The other thing is though is that I understand why prior to this why black people would stand behind R. Kelly. I get it. Okay. Back then, you know, it looks like they're just trying to get this another black man. You know, they're trying to hold him down. Whatever. I, I, I hear you. But it's like, but also, it you know, now that we know. And back then it was hard to convict him because the parents of the girl never wanted to admit that it was her. And from what I understand, I think she's still in this cult with him. The same little 14-year-old girl from back then that he peed on. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the girls that came out recently said she saw her. <laughs> like. Right. You right. know. And so. Yeah. So, I can understand, you know, when, okay, the parents are saying it's not their daughter. But, the you know, the, the justice system is trying to put, put him away. I can get that. I can get behind that. You know, it's the same thing happened with O.J. Simpson back in the day. You know, it's just like white man country and you're trying to protect the black man. But now that we know, right, that there are all these black women, our black girls are the ones being abused by this black man. I think it's time for us to like, there's, there has to be a line, you know? And that's that. That's that's definitely how I see it. Like there has to be a line where you decide who is more important at this point. And it's, it's to me, it's just clear that he's guilty. I mean, yeah, I like though that it's these things are now we're now talking about the same thing like we're now talking about mental illness and therapy and and now we're talking about these things. You know, the sexual abuse has happened right. In front of our eyes, we're not even noticing it, you know, with the, with the cousins and the, mm-hmm. and the and the uncles and the, like, it's, we now can finally talk about it and that it is happening and that it's, it's happening in ways that you don't even notice, you know, that, that, that hug, like, I don't, you know, I don't want a church hug, I want, I want a full on hug, you know, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, let me give you, let me give you a kiss on the cheek, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, it's like, wait, I don't <laughs> want to hold you this way. I don't want to. I do not want a little church kiss on the cheek. Like, I don't want it. Like, no woman. I'm like, wait, bro, like, I, I just I just like that the conversation has shifted. And yeah. now people are realizing that I don't need to do this. I don't need to feel uncomfortable because you feel like you need to feel my verse on your chest when we're doing a hug. as i'm standing here as at 31 years old it's happening like i don't i don't even want to even go into that but i don't want i don't want your kiss on the Mm -hmm. cheek you know just say good morning and move on Mm -hmm. you know um yeah all right enough of that yeah i like that people are not talking about it so it's cool. Well, let's wrap this up. It's and daughters. And now mothers are now talking to their daughters mm-hmm. and their sons about these things. So, yes, we're having the conversations yeah, that need to be true. had now. Yeah. 
right, it's about that time. Um, any last, last comments about anything? What are you going um, to be doing moving forward? You know, January, the year of January 2019 is over. <laughs> it's February. What I'm going to be doing moving forward? Yeah, you got Valentine's Day plans, girl. Oh. <laughs> No, no Valentine's Day plan. Uh, no, no, nothing over here. Maybe I'll go grab some, um, some dinner, go to the movie on my own. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But no, no plans. Mm-hmm. No plans. Um, What about you? No, I don't have any plans, okay? <laughs> For the rest of the year, I'm just over here trying to... Not even for the rest of the year. Well, the first part, not for the rest of the year. I'm back on keto. I'm trying to be hashtag crop top shoddy by March for my 30th. Nice. And I'm with it. That's the goal right now. And then maybe I could awesome. become a stripper and get some money to pay my <laughs> tuition. Just maybe. Oh, so those well, are you're the immediate right. goals. <laughs> You're in the right place. I hear Atlanta is where it's at, man. That's what I'm saying. I was telling one of my friends the other day, and he was, like, looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, no, for real. If I can get skinny, I can be a stripper, and I can get this money. I mean, easy. This is an age-old story. Like, this is what girls do. They get money to pay their school. school, Right. 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 Anyway. Are you going to be doing more than throwing it back, or are you just going to be dancing? I mean, when we get there, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Guys, um, please, this is just, we're just joking, um, listeners. Anyway, you, you're we just are, joking. Um, <laughs> we are just joking. You are not going to see China. Oh, no oh, oh, like, They're not going to see me because I'm going to be in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yes, yeah, so, so uh, look out for that when she becomes cropped up shorty by March. Yes. Um, we um, may need to have her parents listen, listen to this episode <laughs> so they can see how they need to move. Um, we shy forward when she gets smaller. So, <laughs> my that, parents. Um, <laughs> yes. Somebody a, needs to check you. I'm a grown ass woman, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Love yourself. Um, Listen, Sonia, the Um. Oh, another thing while we before we end. Um, I know you probably started watching it, but I know it's my plan to watch Trigger Warnings. Oh, yeah. Um, with Kia Mike. Um, I I've been watching his interviews. Um, I saw his interview on the Breakfast Club. That's Killer Mike, and then watches interviews on a couple other um stations and i'm definitely interested in watching trigger warnings i just haven't gotten around to it but what what do you think of it so far jay yeah i watched the first two episodes and he's very funny it's definitely interesting and i think his goal from what i've seen in the first two episodes is to bring awareness to certain issues like his first episode was him trying to live completely black like only buy black owned only use black products whatever Mm -hmm. and he basically kind of shed light on how hard that is but how necessary it is to have to have your own business and things like that and then the second one he was talking about 
he kind of was making a joke, but it you know talking about everybody needs to get a trade instead of going towards traditional careers. Like he's like, forget your dreams. Like learn how to fix electricity and plumbing mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the point, the deeper point, which I'm not gonna give away, you know, the jokes of it, but the deeper point made sense. So I think, yeah, he's, I really admire him. Every time he interviews and speaks, even before this round of him promoting his show, I always admire the things that he talks about. He's always very pro the culture and, you know, enhancing and uplifting your life and, you know, getting ahead. So it's definitely mm-hmm. something we sh- we should check out. Yeah. Okay. And one more thing that mm-hmm. I I've been listening I've checked out the um the Meat Mill album. Have you gotten a chance to listen to I, that? It's on my to do list. I have okay. not been listening to much music lately. Okay. It's on my to do oh. list. But I've heard it's good. Yes. Check 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 it out. Mm-hmm. And um there you go. Yeah, I'm also, I'm, it's, I think everybody should take a listen to this two hour (laughs) Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin conversation on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen clips of it. On YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin, they're both, um, well, James Baldwin is deceased, but they were both, um, black right now black um black writers and activists you know this con- this video is 2 hours long i've been watching it in pieces because i don't have 2 hours to straight but basically they're talking about the black experience back in ne- there this this conversation has happened in 1971 okay, but when you I listen it. to it mm-hmm. it sounds like they're talking about today nothing has changed wow. And it's very funny to hear them talk about stuff. And it's like, this is, we're still going through the same stuff. They talk about police and whatever. And I'm like, it's 1971. But anyway, I start, I've listened to about half of it at this point. And they have very interesting views on the black man and the black family and how that's working out. So it's, I think it's a good listen. Okay. Yeah. Definitely gonna check it out. Definitely gonna check trigger trigger warnings out. Mm-hmm. And 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 just to just go back a little bit, the reason why I mentioned the meat mill album in this same conversation for anyone that's listening is because um Meek also raps on the experience, experience of um the system, the oh, crime, yeah. mm-hmm. growing up, how he grew up and, and, and how it influenced a lot of his decisions he also even touched on just being um sent to jail by this black by his own people which he talks about the judge i guess she was a black woman mm-hmm. and 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 just how she um is being used by the system to 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 control her own people um and so, so and she, she just talks about a lot of that stuff in there um I don't know what his other album sounded like before. Um, I know a friend was telling me it's this whole experience kind of changed his whole um, his thought process. So I guess maybe, you know, his other albums did not sound like this one. 
Um, but he talks a lot on the struggle and us as a people mm-hmm. and how, you know, um, a lot of these brothers can't help it, you know, um, with what, you know, this is how, this is what they know. This is what they see. It's in their, it's in their faces every day, you know. Um, I just got an idea anyway. for our next podcast episode because it is Black History Month. Oh, it is, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, check out all that because I feel like we've been, how long have we been going so far? I don't even know. It's time um, to wrap it up. I said that like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, you did. Okay. All right, y'all. Um. So yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yes, I'm just gonna go back to um. Doing some yoga, meditating, and aligning my chakras, and, <laughs> and we'll we'll get more into that once I align them. You know, I'll tell you, you guys more about yoni, that. You need one of them yoni crystals. <laughs> um. Let's. I got. I I picked me up a couple crystals actually recently. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. Let's talk about that I, I, I have questions about this whole yoni thing. I don't know Star what the yoni tried to sell is, me, but Star tried to sell me one the other day at the cookie shop, and I was just like, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> She's like, it, it helps to no. See, we're doing it again. Anyways, um, so I'm done. <laughs> if y'all want to check it, go research it. What the yoni crystal, is. and they sell it at the cookie shop. So oh, go okay. check it out. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on Instagram. Share us with your friends. Um, yeah. At these two girls on Instagram. Yep. At these two girls pod on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Whatever. Yeah, you know what to do. Bye. These two girls. Bye. Bye. <laughs>